Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Everybody, welcome to Super Mega Cast, uh, episode 17. Correction, it's actually the 18th episode, you dumb fucks. I am Matt Watson. And I'm, I'm Ryan McGee. Yes, yes he is. And uh, we're here to Were you about little... to speak over me? No, I wasn't. Were you about to make it seem like you were the only one on the podcast? No, I was going to say, you didn't let me, I was going to say, I'm Matt Watson and I'm here Matt, with- Matt, may I remind you? Oh shit, that scared me. Sorry, the back of the, the TV looked like it was someone hunched over hiding behind the television. Really, that which, like from this angle, you should see it. Like, it looks like someone with a gray t- shirt on, like hiding behind the TV. Anyway, Aaron's been waiting here all day to try to scare someone in the office, yet no one like, came. Ooh, finally, it's a it's eleven o'clock at night. Someone. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, we have got some witty topics. Actually, no, we don't. We have literally nothing planned to talk about. But um, that's yeah. that's the way the uh, cookie uh, falls apart. Crumbles. crumbles, crinkles. Yeah, but um, so Ryan, let's start with this. In the last week, you you went on a little adventure across the country, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Ohio with uh, Aaron, Brent, and Vernon of Game Grump, the dream team <laughs> of Game Grump. Yeah, it was it was a good time. It was it was great. I actually had uh, alcohol on <gasps> a flight for the first time. You can't say that on the podcast, dude. I can't we're lose all our sponsorships that we don't have. <laughs> oh yeah, well it was great. I had I had me I had myself some cheeses and wines on the flight back. Except on the flight there was hell, <laughs> uh, specifically because I was sitting next to this child whose parents fell asleep easy enough, and I and I can sleep on planes pretty easily usually. Um, so I fell asleep. I, I closed my eyes and I went into a little. I I got together with the dream team. We consulted and we picked out a a good little uh, cloudy dream for Ryan McGee to have and so I fell asleep on the plane and all of a sudden just uh just this the kid the kid that these parents had smacked me in the face and woke me up and I'm like okay maybe he was just being a useless little fucking brat but no I I try to fall asleep four more four other times I like successfully you know kind of just pass out and again he'll like Hit my face and wake me up. Why? He just wanted to be friends, dude. I just wanted to be friends. This is me. This is my reaction. Like I wasn't like like that. I was just kind of like he slapped me and I just went. Like for, I just for, like like, for, I, like I looked at him with like tired eyes, like yeah. just an amazement of like what the fuck are you doing? You looked like I just like insulted your dead war veteran grandfather. <laughs> I know, cause like it's like something hit me. I, like I have to go into primal investigation mode, and I turn and I just look at this fucking kid. 
And then he starts crying on the plane later in the flight, ah, right next to me. There's nothing just, worse than when a baby's crying on an airplane. But he's like, ah! like he's trying to he's <laughs> trying to scream as loud as he fucking can. And like the parents are like, it's okay. Like I feel for the parents and everything, but like. I don't know, just getting slapped and then woken up by, by a screaming child just wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't my time, it wasn't my day, it wasn't my flight. woken the mom up and been like, hey, your son's a cunt, can you get him to stop doing that? I was, I didn't want to wake, I didn't want to wake the poor woman up. Yeah, I, I, I feel it. Like she's got to already live with this kid every day. So. Exactly, she, she should get some rest. She's going to need it because, you know, she's got 18 years locked down, uh, like pretty much held hostage by her child. That's what happens when you have a kid, you're held hostage. Uh, and then all your money, all your money, but, but it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's like allegedly... you're being extorted for money <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have no choice. <laughs> I actually, uh, so about, um, I think half a year ago I was on a red eye flight from Los Angeles to South Red eye flight's just early morning flight, right? It's a flight that's overnight. Oh, okay. Never mind. So, um, I don't know why know. I haven't known this. I just always heard the phrase, never cared to look up the definition or no one cared to explain it to me. I actually only learned it like a year ago because my mom said it and I was like, what does that mean? Oh, it makes sense. But I'm on this flight, and it was a flight where they had turned all the lights off because it's you know middle. I love of the night. it when they do. Oh, that. it's great. Um, and I I had a window seat, and then next to me was a uh, a, a, a reader. No, oh, a young, phew. a nice young black woman with her elderly black grandma. It, it was it was probably three a.m. and I had to use the bathroom. Like charcoal black, or um, what like like are these chimney sweepers that just came from a day's work, or? I'm kidding. I, can't. I, I feel like chimney sweepers is a racial slur. Is it? <laughs> no, but it sounds like that would totally be a racial Those slur. Those fucking chimney sweepers. Ugh, chimney sweepers. I just sweepers. imagine you like, because you're like these black people. Like, I'm picturing like these pitch black there was humanoid a... figures. Okay, actually, there was no reason for me to say they're black. Yeah, I know. But, but here's the thing. That's it's why like... it always catches me off guard because you always describe people as like, well, no, it's there's, not... this, there's this loud black woman outside. I'm my... just trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to paint the picture so people can visualize it. The much race like, doesn't have anything to do with it. Much like people painted their skin color with a race with a racial undertone. No, no, whitey, Ryan, <laughs> go on. You cut that shit out of the podcast. If you call me whitey one more time, I'm walking out of this room. Matt, cut it out. <laughs> I, I have to use the bathroom, so like I get up and I and they're both asleep and I don't want to wake them up. So I'm like, okay, I got long, I got long little string bean legs. Get probably, nice long fuckers, you know. Yeah, I can I could probably stretch my legs over. These these two sleeping angels. You're you're like you're like Superman. You can cross a city in one you know long bound. One little whoop. Yep. So I I extend my leg over and I realize I'm not going to be able to make it over the girl and her grandma. I'm only going to be make, able to make it over the girl. So I do. I you know and then I'm kind of situated. So my crotch is kind of in her face and my legs are on the outside of her legs. Um, that's going to get taken out of context. But basically, as I'm going, I guess I I woke her up. And she had a panic attack. What? She goes, ah, 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 <laughs> like, like yelling on the plane. And, I was like, oh, oh. and then when she yells, are you straddling her as this is going on? I, I yell, or no, I'm sorry, she yells, which wakes up her grandma, who does the same thing. She goes, oh, oh, because ah. like, she probably thinks of the plane's fucking crashing her or grandma, some shit. Her, gran- her granddaughter just like, oh, oh. and then she starts yelling, and it's like pitch black, and everyone's just like, I can hear everyone in the plane like wake up and like jostle around, like what's going on, huh? And I hear like people be like, what? what? And and then and they yell for a good like two to three seconds, just in unison, and I'm like, oh no no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then the the granddaughter just <gasps> like hyperventilating and shit, and I was like, oh, and I just rushed to the bathroom. All of a sudden, the the air the airline assistant comes like, "Sir, what's your name?" And you go, "Humongous." 
You sexually assaulted these women? <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so I go to the bathroom, and then uh, I, I come back, and, and they're back asleep again. I get back in, no problem. And then, like, probably three hours later, I'm like, oh, shit, I gotta get up again. God damn it, Matt. Guess what happened? How? Why did you have to, why did you have to go again? Because drink I was drinking more? Coke on the flight. Then stop. If you, if you cause a panic attack, you can, you can wait to drink a Coke. No, I Can't don't. Can't you? No, I'm, I was thirsty. I, I didn't care. I'm, it's the, I'm never going to see these people again. And I was thirsty as hell. So I, I had some Coke or some apple juice or whatever. But like three hours later, we're getting um, oh like further into the flight. <laughs> I got to get up again. So you straddle, guess, these, guess what happened? you straddle these poor women and they have another yes. panic attack. Precisely it just, it what happened. Like, oh! Yeah. Oh! It was the grandma that I actually woke up the second time. She went, oh, oh! Like, like, it, like they must have like... They're they're probably fresh off the plane from like some war torn like area where they have severe PTSD and they're sleeping for the first time in months and then just this big lanky white boy just wakes them up and just sends them into just a panic attack. I was just thinking like the like the uh, the elderly woman was just remembering the uh, the storm uh, when they were storming the beach of Normandy. <laughs> she was there. Yeah, she was on the front lines. She was next to Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but that was that was a fun little uh, plane experience I had. I'm just, like usually, plane experiences are. I, I hate flying. Dude. Oh, I love flying. I hate it. It's so boring. Well, hate it. It's boring. I don't know. I find it weird. Like, like it's it's great. Like no, don't get me wrong. It's great. It's it's wonderful. It's a it's a fucking miracle that we can go up in the air and do all this shit. You know, it's I, do all this shit. I make it sound like we're doing flips. Just do all this shit. <laughs> like it makes it seem like I'm, we're up there for fun, just flipping and yanking our chains. Woo! But uh, I don't know. It's just boring. And just sit there. It's like. It's just it just reminds me of a doctor's waiting room. It's like you have to wait here to get to your destination. Yeah. Except the difference is you're not waiting to get a finger shoved up your ass. Well, I don't know what kind of flights you've been on, but um I was on <laughs> one where they had this great service where they did that. But I I actually like flying because Virgin Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> it's this weird like I get this weird like 
pleasure out of it where what no but like <laughs> what fetish. like 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 the airplanes vibrating you're sitting in your seat just oh. dude the moment that plane takes off i dude i just oh. get off the moment you like feel the wheels kind of locking back up just oh, oh. my prostate <laughs> oh my little peanutty prostate uh. oh tickle uh. me no. tickle me i i book flights specifically because that's how i get off <laughs> But um, because they I don't tickle know. You, because they tickle your peanut. God, don't call it that. I hate that. Every time you say, every time you compare a prostate to a peanut, it just you're like massaging a little stop. peanut. It hurts me. I don't like that. But anyway, it's like I don't know. It's cool because I don't do it that often. And when I do, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's because I loved it so much as a kid. It's like I never let go of that. So it's this fun like, oh man, this is great. Whoa, I'm up in the sky. <laughs> but there's a lot of amazement and and like, dude, think about this. I look at airplanes and I'm like. How the hell is that in the air? Literally, people climb into a massive metal tube and then they fire it into the sky and it goes thousands of miles and then lands. Well, I feel like that's the same, like, it's it's not the same thing, but it's kind of like people who know airplanes and know how they work, they're like, it's very simple how it works. You see, kind of like how when uh, Bill O'Reilly was like, you know, the tides come in, the tides go out. I can't explain that. You really can't, though. <laughs> you really can't. Like, that's the thing. You really can't explain that, so... And uh, I love that. The tides go in, the tides come out. Just how it works. Can't explain that. <laughs> I love Richard Dawkins. Just, well, actually, you can explain that. And, it's, <laughs> and we can because of science. Science. No. And all you butt-fucking illiterate wastes of space. That's that's my... Uh, Is that what he said on the interview with Bill O'Reilly? I always get that vibe. I always get that vibe from Richard Dawkins. Like, he seems very pretentious. He's always talking down to people, it always seems. Like, just, you know what? I don't see the point in religion. Oh, dude. If he were a uh, giant spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah. You might as well believe in the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> oh, he, uh, chortle, char- what is it? Chortle, chort. Yeah, he chortled to himself. Imagine being roommates with him. He'd be the most condescending, awful dude to live with. He'd just be so like, you know, if you're going to fill the trash can and not take it out, <laughs> you might as well be a Christian. He, he'd come at you like this. Like you walk in and like, hey, did you, um, did you leave the uh, trash can out? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, a little more could be stuffed. Well, if you think about this, the, um, the space around the trash bag is great and everything, but it needs to be filled up, as you said. But when you overflow, it, uh, it really, it, it expands to the point. Richard, I, I'll take the trash to out. To the point where it, it'll, it'll yeah. explode. And it's quite a fascinating thing. I don't know why people aren't fascinated by this, well, but the they keep can. ignoring it. And it's, it's by that simple thing why we are getting nothing done in the scientific community. Well, Richard, do you need to go take a nap, dude? I just, I, I thought there was no, more. No, sorry, room in the trash I got, a, I got a red eye flight tonight. Uh, okay, I'm gonna well. go get a thumb up my butt <laughs> on Virgin Airlines. Oh, Richard, you and your, your ass tickling antics. Then, then, uh, then, uh, what's his name? Hitchens, yeah, I love Hitchens. He's, he died, didn't he? He's a, well, yeah, he died of cancer. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a sad little event. Like he, I, I may sad. not have, I may not have agreed with like some of the shit. He said, but like he's a very intelligent man. It was sad because like, didn't he? Uh, I think you were telling me this. Didn't he make a video where he's just said he's like, I'm not ready to die, but I have to. Yeah, he's just kind of like, he's like, it, he doesn't feel like it's his time. He doesn't want to die. He feels like he's dying prematurely, but he has no say in it. There's no like, there's there's not an like he can't do anything about it. That's like su- life. That's, a, that's what death is. Yeah, it sucks. I. I... <laughs> I've already said this, I think, but like the thought of death just keeps me awake at night sometimes. It's. It's definitely terrifying. It's and, it's terrifying, but it's the thing that makes it terrifying is because it's confusing and I don't understand it fully. And you like don't I under, know. like me, like I fully believe that when I die, not you know, there's no second, you know, there's no afterlife, there's no second kind of chance or whatever. That's just what I personally believe. I think you know, it's just 
you know, you either, you know, want to be buried or you want to be cremated, yada, yada. But, you know, there are other people that believe in the afterlife. And I don't, I don't know. It just, um, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to get into religion because I, well, it's not, it's, it's not really a religious debate. I mean, people, a lot of people can think of an afterlife no, without no. having being. I'm just, I, I'm saying that to what I'm about to say oh, okay. is like, I don't really know what I think is going to happen after I die. Like, I, I don't, I'm not religious, but it's like so mysterious and weird to me that like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up religious like my whole life. I that there's still this, that part of you. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, we, I, I feel like scientifically when I die, nothing's going to happen. Because it's just like, like a, we're, we're, what I'm doing is I'm making an educated guess on what I've experienced. And I haven't experienced, from what research and like all this stuff, like I don't see there being really, not just a point, but a way for there to be an afterlife. Yeah, no, and and I mean that's that's a perfectly logical and maybe my thing feeble mind say. can't understand it because you know maybe it's a th- another dimension or maybe Ryan we're gonna say this stuff and then we're gonna die and we're gonna wake up in like some Egyptian hell <laughs> that actually that that thought actually terrifies me like what if like there was some old religion that was right and it died out and th- but that was right and then like we di- we go through our lives we die and we wake up and we're like in some Egyptian like old like Sumeric hell and we're just <laughs> like what the fuck where it's like. It's like this. This religion didn't even make sense. It was just cruel, and it was sexist, and it and it. And also, it's like it doesn't matter if it was sexist. It was the religion. It was right. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah. It's like it doesn't matter if 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 it's shitty. It's right. And then just like, well, fuck. Now I'm here forever. I'm gonna get whipped by Anubis. Fuck. I'm a, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this is totally me when I wake up in Egyptian hell. <laughs> ah! I don't know how true it is. In fact, I don't know if it's true at all, but I remember I just used to always hear, uh, like, my history teachers would tell stories about it in high school. Like, there was this dude, James Cook, I don't remember his name. Peach, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, classic. <laughs> um, some guy that would go through uh, pyramids and, like, fucking, he had a team of people, and they discovered some famous, I don't remember if it was Tut or something, uh, they discovered his tomb in a pyramid. And, um, like, before they went in, there was, like, a, a big, like, reading that said, like, if you come in here... You're going to die. Like, you're going to get cursed. And they went in ignoring it. And then, like, they all died within, like, a week. And that that's, like... It's appa- like kind of, like, on the set of The Exorcist. Apparently that's happens. true, though. Like, them, they died, like, a week. Like, all of them died from unknown causes a week later. Hmm. Which, if that if that is 100% true, and there's nothing, like... Oh, well, they died because when they went in, they contracted a disease that had been there for, Well, because like, it's, like, you're also talking about people that go into pure old pyramids like these aren't just these aren't people that were like sitting at home one day just <laughs> having a cup of coffee like they 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 went and they traveled to different areas i don't know the causes of their death or if the or if what you're saying is 100 accurate but i don't know you're just stop trying to explain away the truth oh. i don't know but ever since i heard that story like in the back of my mind i've always been scared to like make fun of egyptian gods because i'm like fuck what if they're real and they're gonna curse me <laughs> but it doesn't make sense it's illogical but it's like deep down, I have this weird little like irrational fear. Like if I make fun of these Egyptian gods, I'm gonna die. <laughs> they don't. They don't fuck around. It's like I'm not scared of Satan. I'm not scared of. But these Egyptian gods, because Satan's a little fucking porky pig ass dude with a pitchfork. <laughs> I love that. That <laughs> welcome to hell, folks. <laughs> so it's like Brent Lilly, <laughs> our manager Brent. What you wearing? <laughs> yeah, what you wearing? You get to hell, and what if we died? We get to hell, and it's fucking Brent sitting there in a, like a like a lounging chair, just hey. What you wearing? My work here is done. Welcome to hell. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have a good time together, buddy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind hell if Brent was there, dude. If it was Brent, just... would like Brent, like we'd be treated right. Brent, Brent would like make sure we feel comfortable. Here's you the know? thing: he would torture us because he has to. 
but he would he it's would like sorry it. about this part of the job yeah yeah he, he would he'd make funny jokes while he does it <laughs> like funny dad jokes and stuff and i'd feel okay because i could honestly i could i could survive hell if it were you me and brent yeah i'm gonna fucking die like 40 years down the road like i'm sorry like i'm gonna die like 60 years from now after like we've all stopped talking and i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna be in hell with you and brent well, and it's like remember that podcast yeah it came true <laughs> well think about this our hell is being tortured his hell is having to live with us for eternity. Oh, dude, that'd make a great screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I did read a really good... Uh, I read a, a script in high school. Like, I forgot what it's called. Um, it's called No Exit or No Escape. And it's about, like, three people that are in hell. But it's, like, a room. And they all, like, hate each other. And the that's room? their hell. Tell yeah. me what's so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually... God, I'm so excited for that movie coming out. Um, uh, yeah, it's got a... It's, I, I didn't know that it had a... Oh, what's his name? Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Probably because I just slept. It's the new James Franco uh, movie. Yeah, I, I know that, but I'm talking about it has uh, has Walter White in it. Oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Heisenberg, dude. Yeah. It's got Heisenberg in it. Say my name. God, he will uh, never live that. Do you think he'll ever be able to have another role that will like, because, you know, he was in Malcolm the Middle, and everyone's like, ah, oh, he won't be able to ever get another role because he was such an iconic, like, family TV dad. But then he completely took over Breaking Bad, and that went away completely. He played two separate characters, like 100%. Do you think he'll ever get another role that will separate him from Breaking Bad? I No, and just because like those roles were on the opposite side of the spectrum to where he showed the full range of his acting ability, and now he can, he can still be great, but those are his iconic roles forever. I don't think he's going to have another iconic role, just personally, because as I said about the whole spectrum thing, um, I, I feel like... Um, that's his legacy, Breaking Bad and Hal. That's like those, it's a good legacy. It is. It's wonderful because it shows like he's good with comedy. Then he started. Then Breaking Bad Drama. is a dark comedy, yeah. but ultimately it kind of uh, went into more, well, a lot more uh, drama-heavy territory. It started out kind of funny, but then the final season just like yeah, the first fuck, episode man. is like a, just a really good dark-humored comedy. I know, and that's I think that's why it was so successful because it was it was new and the concept of like a, t- a chemistry teacher that goes to become a drug dealer is like. Because in my opinion, like, I think the most intense dramas for me are the ones where the main characters try not to get caught by someone or something, which, like, that's why. It's like a cat and mouse situation. Yeah, like, seeing them doing things, like seeing Walter White going and, like, cooking meth and killing people, and then seeing him go back to his family and his wife is suspicious, and you're just on the edge of your seat, like, oh, what's going to be the one little slip? What's going to be, you know, how are they going to find out? That type of thing. Because there's no safe room. When they're cooking, there's no safe room. Like, I always felt like when they're cooking, like, who's going to knock on the door? What's going to happen? Because shit went wrong all the time. Not, that's uh, why I like that, because they, they brought so many things out of left field. Like, so every episode, God, especially the way they would do twist endings, every episode, you're just like, what is going to happen in this episode? If the episode is 90% done and nothing big has happened, you're like, all right, I'm in for a treat then, because something big is about to happen out of nowhere. One of my favorite episodes from Breaking Bad is the Fly episode. Oh, Because yeah. it's just in one location, and I enjoy stuff like that. In fact, there's a movie coming out, which looks very interesting. It's... It's called uh, Free Fire, and it has a uh, Cillian Murphy. Oh yeah, you're um, talking about that. It has uh, just, a, just some other people. Uh, Army Hammer, and you can go look it up on I- IMDb. He was in uh, the Social Network as the twins. Army Hammer. Yeah, his name's Army Hammer. That's really his name. Yeah, he played the uh, Winklevoss twins in uh, the Social <laughs> Network. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just it, it 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 all clicked for me because a couple months ago, my buddy Jackson that I used to do the some videos on kids of problems with just. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and I just like woke up to a text of two identical twins standing naked with erections, and the, and it was just, 
huh, these aren't the Winklevoss twins. And I had no, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? And now you just said the Winklevoss twins. I'm like, oh, it, yeah. it still doesn't make sense to me, but I know who they are. But yet, <laughs> Free, Free Fire takes place in one uh, warehouse location. It's about like a gun deal gone wrong. And it's the whole movie is one giant shootout. And it's a, it seems like a good dark comedy that I'm excited for. I'm excited, but I don't know. I just I get excited by shit like that. I don't I don't want to see the next bump 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 action movie. It's always the dun 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 dun. They don't do trailer announcer voices anymore, do they? No, because I wonder if that's out of respect because the guy died. Or oh, did he? Yeah, the guy that did the main shit. What's his name? Don something, right? Yeah, Don Cheadle. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and. 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I wish that, God, I wish Don Cheadle did the voices for trailers. <laughs> I don't. It would be the most boring no, movie it would trailers. It would, it would be awful. Hey, these are the movie trailers. <laughs> I wish Danny DeVito did the voices for trailers. I I took another black man's place in Iron Man. <laughs> he he wasn't happy about his pay, so I took his job. Did he? Really? Yeah, uh, the, uh, I forgot his, t- 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 oh, what's his name, Terrence? I, don't, I forget his name. Terrence but, Tarantino? <laughs> but the guy who originally played um, the War Machine guy in Iron Man in the first one I was replaced so because long. he cause he was like, I'm not getting paid enough or something like that. Okay, well, so, well it's Hollywood. We'll hire someone who will uh, do the same thing for the same amount of money. But I, I like, if, if you're excited for that movie... Um, we should watch Reservoir Dogs because it's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, it looks like this movie is kind of like, in in some way, giving part partly like a little tip of the hat to like Reservoir Dogs and a few other films. Because basically, Reservoir Dogs is like the whole movie takes place in one area after like a I think a dime or a bank heist or a diamond heist goes wrong, and it's them all meeting back up after this like big bad thing happens. So the whole, then the whole movie, I, I, it's not a very long. Movie. I love that idea. I want, I need to see this movie now. No one's ever explained to me the plot of Reservoir Dogs. I always saw it and it always looked kind of like people in suits with guns. Okay. Yeah. It's basically like, even though it's Quentin Tarantino, I don't know. It, oh, I was never so interested. Have you seen Jackie Brown? Cause I haven't, I have not. Like, I, about... I need to give some of his older stuff a try. I haven't seen Kill Bill. The what? first, yeah, the first seen Kill Bill. I've only seen, um, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, the hateful eight part of, uh, no, just like the ending of Kill Bill Volume Two and the Bench Warmers. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tarantino's The Bench Warmers <laughs> with Rob Schneider and uh, hey, John John Heater. John Heater. I don't know how you say it. And what, who else did they Napoleon have? Napoleon Dynamite. Did they have a uh, David Spade? Yeah, was David, David Spade. David Spade it was, was David there? Spade, John Heater, and uh, Rob Schneider. Right? I don't yeah. Think, I don't think fucking Adam Sandler was even in that, was he? No. Yeah, but basically, um, who played the was Nick Schwartz in the like kind of like mentally think, challenged brother was. who didn't like the son in the bench warmers or something? Yeah, it was I think we 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 saw him uh, backstage once at a thing. Yeah, he was really drunk and he walked in the room and he belched incredibly loudly and then like walked out and that was that that's our interaction with Nick Schwartz. I wish I could enjoy being drunk. I don't I don't like drinking to be honest. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I like being drunk. I don't like alcohol though, and I don't like drinking. Yeah. But there, but there are other vices. <laughs> yeah, but I actually I watched Kill Bill a couple weeks ago with Chris at like five in the morning. You, we need to watch that Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two. We need to watch. You would uh, love them. We need to watch. I saw the Devil. You haven't seen that, and oh. it's really good. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, like because... I saw it years ago. In fact, 
Uh, Daniel was the one that showed me that. Daniel was the one that introduced me to Old Boy and like all these other like oh, Korean films. Old Boy, not yeah. the American remake. We're talking about the the. the well, I old hope no Korean one thinks one. we're talking about the fucking American remake. Do you see a rat, or are you I looking at my shadow? I, sorry, it might have been your shadow. I thought I saw a rat in the corner of the room. Keem! Keem, get out of here! But uh, but Ryan and I, we're talking today about we we want to do a little uh little double feature with with our buddy Ross. We wanna we wanna get together and watch Old Boy. And uh, what is it? The devil. I saw the devil. I saw the devil. So good. I, out of the two, I I I prefer I saw the devil. Really, I, think I like it a little more. Well, I loved Old Boy so much. Old Boy's more exciting in my opinion, but there's something about the tone and just kind of like every, how everything plays out in the cinematography within I saw the devil that I really liked. Old Boy was like the first. It was the first Korean movie I've ever seen, and when I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I was kind of like. I don't know. I was kind of naive at the point where I hadn't seen a lot of foreign movies. Because the thing is, like, I haven't heard of a lot of foreign movies because they're never big in America. Well, with Netflix, they're becoming more popular. Yeah, which like, I love. Online movie I, services in general, they're becoming more popular. I love foreign movies. I, I, I love them so much. The but it's only like, way, I, I could never watch a foreign movie with dubs. I no, have no. to watch it. You have to watch it with it's subtitles. It, it sounds like, I don't know, people, I see people just, oh, that's pretentious. Like, I've seen people say that, but I think that's kind of gone down because of just kind of the acceptance of foreign films and yeah, shit like that I but like it's, cool. it's just you hear the my my reasoning is you hear the actor's like original kind of betrayal like if he's like in the situation and wrestling with someone you hear like there's that it's kind of like when you do cg you can't really replicate the realistic lighting yeah to a t and just like with like a voice actor he can like he can sound like this, you know, but like you can't really you don't get, get the in real the passion scene. that's in the actor's voice. Yeah. That's in like like here's like I sound like a pretentious weeaboo when I say this. I can't watch anime if it's dubbed. Like oh yeah, no it, no, it, it no, 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 no 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 no. You can't do that. Like I watch like Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Film, Miyazaki I you watch have to. Miyazaki. You have to watch it with fucking. It's part of the movie. Yeah. It's like I yeah. It's not in your language and you don't understand it. But that's what that's part of what makes it like such a mystifying experience. Is like it's another language and it's another culture. But they look. They made something. Really cool, and and you should appreciate it in the way it is, and that's why like and it doesn't sound as cheesy. I feel like it has more dubs of a, always sound cheesy. Yeah, I just like when they originally record it. Like I can't tell if they're like delivering it wrong or like if they're a bad actor because I don't know like what their delivery is like. Because like like an American movie, like because like I don't know. It could be the difference between how did you get in here? But if it's a foreign guy going ah do what gado, like I how how am I supposed to know that that's a bad delivery? So like. It's like, oh, great. The acting's. I never have a problem with acting too much unless it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, if they just go over the fucking top. <laughs> yeah, but Old Boy was like one of the first real foreign films I saw. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I've never seen like movies from another country, really. And this is like unbelievably awesome. I'd seen a lot of Japanese movies, but um, yeah. Japanese movies aren't exactly the best. They're kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's just their style, I guess. Like, I've seen a few really good ones. But Korean's my favorite out of the film. And I've seen industry. one Korean movie, and it was yeah. Old Boy, and I fucking loved it. So I yeah, want to see more Korean movies. Hopefully, I saw the devil. will treat you right. I gotta watch. I gotta. I, I want to start watching some Korean dramas because they do thrillers really well. Yeah, like thrillers are just like Old Boy. If you haven't seen it, you should go. It might be on Netflix. Yeah. Um, there's no bullshit, and there's a weight, and there's there's just so much weight to what's going on because there are consequences to what the hero does. Yeah. It's, there it, are fucking consequences. It's not just like, oh, no, he uh, cut my arm in a knife battle. It's just like these like emotional things happen or these very intense physical things happen. You can almost think of it like the reason why I think um, the early Star Wars prequels were good is because like 
th- big things could happen. Like whether it's like the hand being cut off or something. It's just like movies today. Everyone what? feels so fucking invincible. Yeah. What and did you say? I, I just sorry. I was t- taken aback by that spoiler. I I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't. No, I, I knew that. Um, we should do. We, I, I wouldn't mind doing a a review on on like Old Boy or or The Devil. I saw, I saw the, the devil. devil. Like once I see that, I really want to. I want to go into that movie blind. I don't want to watch any trailers. I want. I want to sit down with you and I want to watch that movie and and I want to. I want to take it in. What's it's, it about? It's a, it's a brutal movie. No, I don't, don't tell I, me what it's about. I yeah. just said I want to go in blind. Yeah, it's brutal. It's it's like from from the get go. It's like okay, this move. It's it's this movie. Yeah, it's like. And then I, I was invested all throughout the movie. Is it fucked up like Old Boy? Yeah, Old Boy. Because they don't get. Because really they, they don't. They don't. They don't care. They want to. T- they want to tell the story. They want to tell, and like to to make these characters seem like this way, and to make them feel realistic. There are real world, not real world, con- not real world consequences. But as I said, there are actual consequences to some of these people's actions, and like you know that from Old Boy. Yeah, like the hero doesn't get away unscathed. I mean, I'm not, this isn't a spoiler, but like it's just a difference between what I've seen in at least uh, the Korean films that I've watched versus the recent American kind of movies that have been made. I'm they sure there's a. I'm sure there's a lot of Korean films that fall. You know, in the same platform, but I'm just saying, like these movies get it right, and it's like of all the thrillers I've seen, I would hold Old Boy and I Saw the Devil in like a top five of like all thrillers that I've seen. Yeah, but how about that Kangaroo Jack movie? Can we talk about that for a second? <sighs> yeah, that was fucked up. That fight sequence was a uh... that movie I thought was supposed to be. We've gone over this. We've said this before about but Kangaroo I, Jack. I, yeah, I thought we've talked about Kangaroo. Have we Jack talked before. about Kangaroo Jack? I thought because like I remember like I'm getting deja vu of myself referencing this fact, but like. Or this opinion that I've had before, but I'll just say it anyways. Just like it's supposed to be a kids' movie, but like they fondle boobies, and like just the tone of the movie feels like it should be like I don't know. Oh it, yeah, there was that weird. scene where he just he's like finger banging those two chicks. <laughs> what if just like a director's cut of Kangaroo Jack, <laughs> same movie, but then there's just a hardcore sex scene, like full frontal of Jack fingering some babes. I mean, there's like straight up like full penetration. Wait, what? What movies like could you take and then? Make a director's cut up that would just fucking like turn the world on its on its head. Like it would make the movie better. Like no. It, like no. would just take like Kangaroo Jack with like a full penetration. Oh, okay, sex okay, scene. okay, okay, okay. Um, it, it could be no. There's like the director's cut of like Finding Nemo in the opening scene when like the mother gets killed. Like when she gets like slapped around and shit. You just add like boing bong boing <laughs> boing, boing, boing boing. It's like it's this is a kids it. movie. I wanted to put kids sound effects in it. Kids like funny loud things. <laughs> Kids like yelling. They like funny, goofy sounds. I'm just imagine like it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It was just like a five minute scene in the middle where he just goes back to his house and just like sits on his bed and just masturbates, and then it just continues. <laughs> like it's a very that. like artistic wide shot. Yeah, but there's there's no music. It just sits on. His... And when he comes in a tissue, he's like, "Oh, good grief!" And then just the movie, uh, the rest of the show continues. And wouldn't that be child pumpkin? porn? What? Wouldn't that be child porn? Uh. Wait, okay, I have this question. This is going to sound odd. It's going to sound fucked up. If you were 17 and you recorded like a masturbation video of yourself, then you turn 18 and you have it on your laptop, do you own child porn and can you be arrested for that? Oh, shit. I've never thought of that. Or like if you went back in time as an 18-year-old and fucked your 17-year-old self, would that be illegal? That is a... That is quite a thought, Ryan. Um, I mean, what do you think? Like, like, yeah, is like, could, would well, you be wait, arrested? Wait. Would you be arrested for having your own child porn? Having your own set? Like, you asked me this once, just in the car. Is, is this like? I thought it was just some weird like. Quandary. Do you have child porn of yourself, Ryan? <laughs> no. Anyway, um, 
I, I don't know what I actually would love to legitimately ask a lawyer that question. They think they were just fucking around, but I'm curious. Wait, listen, if I take a picture of my schlong when I'm 16, and then it's still on your computer. Yeah, and I, I turn 18. Am I legally possessing? Yes, legally I am possessing child porn, but it's myself. Let's uh, hop on a segue, Ryan. It's a good time to get on a segue. Here right we go. Any new video game news? Not really. I mean, not really new news. I mean, I'm excited for Mario Run. I'm excited for that too. It actually looks kind of just fun. I know it's going to be one of those games I'm going to play for like, like a week, like a week or two. Stop yeah, yeah. Or just like you pick it up every now and then, like at an airport or something, like with just, Flappy Bird. Yeah, when you're waiting in line, I can. You can still download Flappy Bird if you purchase Fat Flappy Bird on. Haha, <laughs> 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 joke. It wasn't. It was unintentional. But uh, anyways, if you can. If you go back to, if you're on iOS, you go to the App Store, and then you go to, like, Purchased, and it shows all your past purchases, you can re-download Flappy Bird if you've downloaded it before. Damn it, I, I bought it when I had an, or I got it when I had an Android, so. That dude, apparently, uh, the guy that made it, it's like a Vietnamese dude, allegedly, in, like, less than a week, he made over a million dollars off that game from ad revenue. It's too much for my... Yeah, that's why he took the game much. down. What a, what, a, what a monumentous moment in gaming history. This dude just, like, takes Mario Creator graphics. Creator of Flappy Bird. Yeah, what's his name? Something Win. They had to the... change the original look of the game because it was too similar to Mario, didn't they? They had to change, like, the look of the pipes and shit eventually. Did they? I, I didn't Because the look did. of the pipes changed, I thought. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, maybe they didn't. I don't know. Like, I, I love the dude. Like, he's like, I can't do it anymore, guys. I got to remove my game. Because I, I just don't think he expected it to get big. I think he was just doing it for fun. Maybe, like, a few hundred downloads. And then it fucking... I could say Flappy Bird is probably the most famous mobile game of all time. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone's played it. Everyone's become, like, furious at it. I miss it. Uh, I, I wish I could download it still. Because there's, there's that, and then you could you could argue, like, Fruit Ninja. Oh, Fruit Ninja. Um, uh, no, Bejeweled. Or was it Bejeweled? Is that the big one? No, no, no. Bejeweled there's, is there's there another one. There's something like Bejeweled. Candy Crush. Candy Crush, yeah. That's it. Oh, weren't they the assholes that, like, anything with, like, candy in the title yep. they would take King, down or some shit? It's, uh, it's King. That's the company. They're kind of assholes because they, yeah, they wanted to trademark the word candy. Um, what games do I have on my iPhone still? I have, okay, I have Pokemon Go. I have Crossy Road. Okay. Th- that's a fun one. Yeah, I have Spikes, which is a fun little just oh, yeah, time waster. Oh, yeah, you showed waster. me that a long time Circle ago. is a fun time waster. Um, oh, I, have I have Zombieville 2. Alone is a good one. Well, it's just. I don't know. These are all just. I I never have like detailed games. They're always like games that like I could play around in like a minute or two. Oh wow! I have no games on my phone. I I just realized my my main apps is someone's I got someone's hair was just in my mouth. Someone's hair? It's it's long hair. It's either Aaron or Susie's. Let me see. I'll examine it. You can tell it still has some of my spit on it. It's got. Oh yeah, that looks like that's gonna be. Uh, hold on, Aaron. I gotta extend it. I think that's Aaron's hair. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Aaron's hair was in my no. mouth. No. Aaron is that my my hair's not that long, is it? No. no. Aaron wasn't recording today. This is Ross. This must be no? Is Ross's hair this long? Hold on. If I hold it up to my head. His his hair's not that long. No, that's not Ross's that's, hair. That's that's Aaron's hair. Yeah, I'd say that's I don't know, that's really thin hair. Aaron has thin that's that's Aaron's hair. All right, Aaron's hair. Mystery solved, everybody. Aaron's <laughs> hair. Yeah, but I actually I don't download games on my phone, not because I I'm like, oh, I don't have time for games. I love mobile games. Um, I literally am just at that point where I have like no space on my phone whatsoever. So I was like forced to delete all the games I had. You can't even download the new update. Yeah, it it just said like, sorry, I can't. So last night I went and uh, deleted a shit ton of pictures, but my phone is really glitched up right now. I'm actually a fan of the new messaging. Like I think they do more things right than wrong within the new messaging app. With I just iOS think, 10? Yeah, I think the whole 
the heart touching shit is stupid and they shouldn't have added that. But the other stuff, like, look at this, you know, the camera you can use within the app now. Oh, that is cool. Um, like to respond to people like, okay, or something like you don't have to type. Okay. You can just hold down on their message and give them, give the message a thumbs up or something. Or like, instead of typing ha ha back to someone, you can literally just type a little, like give them a little ha ha. Yeah. But if you haven't upgraded to iOS 10, uh, like last night, <laughs> last night I was laying in bed. Was like I was just fucking with you. And you started like responding to my messages with that, but I hadn't texted you in like, like 10 hours. These were all messages I sent like earlier in the day when we were at work. Um, and then like, I just get these messages where it's like, laughed at and then it like quotes my text and then it's like <laughs> questioned by and then quotes my text and i was like wait are you what what are you doing <laughs> and then like he showed me on his phone what it really does what the fuck it's i, I actually like the new I, my favorite part about it is that we can you can draw shit and yeah like, it's, I not, it's not a square image it, it like look well it is technically like it, it it is an image but like it's i don't know it just it just looks like it's um a PNG. It looks like a transparent handwriting type of thing. I like the. I don't know. I like drawing and shit. I, I yeah. We should when, when I upgrade, we'll uh, we'll have to send some <laughs> some some witty little messages. But it's it's funny because like I don't know. I texted you earlier, and then you just sent me back. You drew like a shitty frowny face. Yeah, and it made me bust out laughing. <laughs> I don't know why. I just laughed so hard at that. Did you really? Yeah, I was laying in bed. You were outside. And I was like, <laughs> oh, the funny. Funny smiley face. Wait, okay, you got this new fucking device for banana, which is oh. like straight out of two thousand one, a space odyssey. Yeah, like got, when it's turning, it's like da da da. Yeah, so um, da, da. it was expensive. Like people call me crazy for this. I paid four hundred dollars for a litter box. Why four hundred dollars? Okay, try to. Okay, first of all, I'm not a cat owner. I have a dog. So my Lego doesn't poop inside. Right. Or doesn't do the stuff that Banana's been doing. What has Banana been doing recently? So here's the thing. Banana never had an accident. Like, from the moment I got him as a little kitten, he immediately would know where the litter box is. Even if I moved it to another room, he would never have an accident. He'd go find it and use it. Always. So I, I one day, I got sick of the scent of the litter box and cleaning it up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this thing I saw online where you can buy like a toilet seat for cats where you gradually like make the hole in the middle bigger until they learn to just use the toilet. And it was working. He was using the toilet. He was he was shitting and pissing in the toilet. I have videos and pictures. You can find them on probably my Instagram or my Twitter way back or something. And it was cool. Like you got to admit, you were like, holy shit. One day, Banana was just, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to shit next to the toilet. But I'm still going to piss in the toilet. I'm just going to shit next to the toilet. And he'll hide it, like, tr like dragging your t-shirts over and covering up his poop with your t-shirts Yeah, he'd and go in, he'd walk into my room, like, find a t-shirt I'd taken off on the floor, drag it over, and just, like, lay it on top of his feces. Because they like, like burying their shit. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, uh, he won't find it here. And I found it every time. So I, Susie uh, and Aaron were actually the ones that introduced me to this, because they have one for their cats. It's a litter box called the Litter Robot. Um, and basically it's like a big bubble that mm -hmm. they get in. They do their business, and then when they get out, there's like a little pressure plate that senses when they're not in anymore, and the whole thing rotates, and it sifts all the litter out, and then a little, like a little hatch opens, and all of the, you know, like waste from the cat gets dropped into a little compartment with a little bag, and then the door shuts, and it rotates back and fills back up with litter, and then I never have to deal with it or smell it. Like, uh, uh, like once a week, a little light will come on. I open the tray, throw out the bag, and that's it, and it's literally... I, I do not have a lot of money, Ryan. Neither of us have a lot of money. But I think spending $400 on that litter box was 100% worth it. Because in the long run, it saves me a lot of time. It saves my room from smelling like shit. 
and it saves me a lot of money on litter. So I'm not being paid to say this, but it is an amazing product. So you should get one if you hate litter boxes. Oh, oh my. Oh my. George Decay. <laughs> Talking George Decay is the media, social media man. What a social media man. That George Decay. George Decay, the social media man. <laughs> the social media man himself is here tonight. Oh my. George Takei, meme my. <laughs> you wanna you wanna play us out? Yeah. Uh oh, um before we go, uh also if you if you're all caught up with the super mega cast and you're like, ah, I wish I could hear more of them. We ha- we were actually a part of another podcast when we were back on Syndigo. There are a lot of episodes. Go go to iTunes and you can check out it's called the the Syndago podcast or the Syndigo podcast, I believe we officially changed the name to. Um there's uh there's over 10 episodes, I believe. Yeah, there's like 14, I, 14 episodes I think, or something. Yeah. That which you can go and listen to, uh, Matt. You start um, about episode ten, episode ten, episode nine or ten. Uh, so if you want to go back and listen to us, you know, I it was a podcast that my friend Daniel and I started, and um, this week is a big week because it's coming up on the year of his passing. And um, I just wanted to say I'm really happy where I am with like everything, how it's going. Um, but I, I I miss you, Daniel, and um, I'd just like to say thank you for everything. Thank you for um, helping in the most extraordinary ways of uh, shaping me as a person and uh, getting, you know, helping me get to where I am and ha- I can, I, I do what I love. And that is, that is an extraordinary thing for someone to do. I get to make content for fun and I get to make YouTube videos for fun. I don't know. Great. He's, he was, he's awesome. I don't know. Just- yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. Because if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be out here, and I wouldn't have met you. So yeah, at the end of the day, I am ultimately thankful 100% for everything you did for me and for you. And if you want to check out some of Daniel's stuff, because he was a fucking talented, incredible talented musician, um, he has a SoundCloud. I'll put the link in the description below. Uh, go check his stuff out. My favorite, my favorite song is What If I'm Right. By far my favorite song by him. I miss you, man. And... Uh, also, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning into the podcast and supporting us. It's been a long journey. Um, there have been ups and downs, but um, I'm glad to still be here entertaining, and I'm glad uh, you and I are still pushing through it. Absolutely, so, uh, man. The last year has been a hell of a ride, but it's uh, it's been looking up. So yeah, thank you, everyone, for all the support you've given us through everything. Yep. It does not go unnoticed. So thank you, everyone. Love you, Daniel. Miss you. And uh, we will catch you next week. Hong Kong. <laughs> I don't know how we're ending this. Okay, it's done. It's done.